This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone. Bluebutterfly.co.uk. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast on Wednesday, September the 15th. Hope you're okay. Another really busy day of news in Kent to update you on. And we're going to start off with the protests on the M25 at Dartford. For the second time this week, activists from a group called Insulate Britain caused long delays by blocking the motorway. Some even glued their hands to the road. They also stopped traffic further afield in Surrey and Hertfordshire as part of an ongoing campaign calling for the government to tackle carbon emissions from homes. Dr Bing Jones was one of those involved. We're really sorry to cause any disruption. I wish, wish, wish I didn't have to sit here on a road with my hand glued to the tarmac. But the fact is that I've written, lectured, done every single thing I can think of and nothing is being done. Chloe Sullivan from Snodland is an office and laboratory manager. She got caught up in the delays earlier. As far as I could see, they were just sat down. They just weren't moving. So the piece was sort of around, I'm guessing ensuring that no one comes along and hits one of them because it's a very, very busy roundabout. And they were sort of sat almost on a corner. So if you were to come round quickly, it, potentially, especially if it was a bigger vehicle, you yeah, you might not see them in time. So, but they, it was, it looked peaceful. They were sat, sat still. Um, I couldn't hear anything, mm. but um, it was just the, the delay and the knock-on effect that it has on everything else. Yeah, and what I talk about that. Well, how did that impact on your day? Then were your were you sort of late for chopping children off or late getting into work? Well, how what level of disruption did it bring to, to you personally? Yeah, so I was late to work. Um, and also where I work, we have lorries that have to deliver grain to certain end destinations in a certain time slot. So that's completely put them all back and out for the rest of the day, because not only do they need to get to these places to deliver, they then have a job straight after to do to bring the grain back in and things. So it has had a complete knock on effect at this end anyway for, for our business, because we we need to use the roads to transport the grain to get to the users so that you can have your bread and things like that. Obviously, earlier in the week, um, there was another similar one uh, on the Swanley Interchange, uh, a bit further down from there, which often impacts on the Dartford Crossing. Were you aware mm. of what happened on Monday or was this a complete shock to you? Was, was it quite clear um, why this was what it was or was it a sort of, or what's happening here? Is this an accident or? Yeah, no, so I, I did, I just assumed it was an accident. Where I hadn't been in work on Monday, I was completely unaware of it. But when I got in today and I mentioned it to the people, like the girls I work with, they said that on Monday it had a massive effect and our drivers were stuck in traffic for up to six hours. And then what these protesters don't realise is, you know, I get their point and I, and I get what that they want to change and things do need to change. And I don't disagree with that. But certain things they do, they're not thinking about, how many other people are affected and what's impacted on that so our drivers well the company would have lost six hours worth of money there because they Mm. couldn't do the job that they needed to do. So who exactly are Insulate Britain then and how long will all this go on for? Well Ish has been speaking to Shane Collins who's from the group. It's a very simple message we want the government to insulate Britain starting with all social housing, council housing by 2025 and all other housing by 2030. So it's three simple things that will come out of this. Thousands of proper jobs for people insulating houses, 
cheaper fuel bills, so less fuel poverty, and a, a very cost-effective way to cut emissions. And as soon as the government negotiates on these demands, then we will get out of the motorway and stop coming back. Uh, as you say, a second time in a matter of days. Why have you chosen this method to get your message across? Uh, I, unfortunately, you know, the, the other methods of writing letters, of voting once every four years, of campaigning, are just not having the desired effect. The government, whilst it has good targets for 2050, we're not hitting the milestones to get to those targets. You, you say that you're obviously prepared to do this repeatedly. I mean, how frequent could we be talking here? We've done, you know, it's twice in a few days. We will carry on doing this until the government negotiates on our demand. It is that serious. We've got people prepared to be arrested uh, prepared to go to jail. These people are the backbone of British society. And I think if ordinary people like that are prepared to get arrested and go to jail, then the government, Johnson, should listen and get on with the job, which, you know, he's obliged to do because of the, the targets we've set. But he's just delaying doing it. Kent Online was told by Insulate Britain that everyone involved in the protest at Dartford had been arrested by around midday today. Police say more than 70 people have been detained in total. We've also been asking for your views. We started a poll on Twitter asking if you supported their actions. 92% of you who voted had said no at the time of recording today's podcast. Just 8% had said yes. We also asked for comments on Facebook to the question, do you support the blockade on the M25 by Insulate Britain? Craig Minter says, by all means, protest, but not at the expense of the innocent public. March on Downing Street and you have my full support. Delay my journey by an hour and I despise you. Anne-Marie added, absolutely not. My partner is a key worker who has to get to work through the tunnel and over the bridge and this protest is causing serious consequences to people's lives it's utterly selfish and i bet they all drove there too from wherever they came from ben has said yes the government don't listen to more peaceful protests if disruption is the way to make people listen to make our country better then that's what we need to do well, you can still have your say today by commenting on the story or on our socials. We will, of course, keep you updated on any further disruption. And you can also get the very latest travel news by listening to our sister radio station, KMFM. Kent Online News. Firefighters have been tackling a huge fire at a national grid site near Ashford. Crews were called to Selinge just after midnight and at the height of the blaze, they had 12 fire engines and a number of support vehicles there. Our reporter, Alex G, has been at the scene. Well, Residents in Selinge near Ashford will have been given a rude awakening last night as a dozen fire engines were called to a large blaze at a national grid site about a mile away from the village. Plumes of smoke could be seen shooting into the sky earlier this morning while crews used compressed air foam to try and prevent the flames from spreading to any other buildings at a site which is key for the transfer of energy from France to Britain. The National Grid have informed us that all staff have been safely evacuated and that the safety of emergency teams and local residents remains their top priority. 
Residents have been warned that they may experience a dip in water pressure while firefighting efforts continue, with one pump running almost two miles out of the village from the Duke's Head pub. You can see pictures and video at Kent Online. A Margate man who broke his partner's jaw, meaning she had to eat through a straw for months, has been jailed. A court heard Kieran Dodge became increasingly violent during their five-month relationship. The 27-year-old from Surrey Road has almost 60 previous convictions and been locked up for four years. He's also been handed a restraining order. A Kent MPs among 10 Conservatives to vote against plans for a rise in national insurance to pay for health and social care. South Thanet's Craig McKinley says he's not happy with the idea of increasing taxes, which breaks the party's manifesto promise from the 2019 election. The Tory rebellion wasn't enough to stop the bill clearing its first hurdle in the Commons last night. A Kent GP's warning the health service is already under a lot of strain and has been close to the brink all summer. Dr Jack Jacobs from Ashford says he's concerned about cases of coronavirus and flu getting worse over the next few months. He's been responding after the government announced its plan to deal with Covid over the winter, including booster jabs for the over 50s and clinically vulnerable. We are seeing quite a lot of Covid cases you know, in my practice every day and increasingly I am a bit concerned that people are going to start to get unwell with it. We are still really impacted by that. Well, ministers have said a national lockdown would be an absolute last resort, but they have got a plan B, and that involves a return to home working and the mandatory wearing of face masks. Tudor Price from the Kent and Victor Chamber of Commerce says they've heard heartbreaking stories from companies that have struggled through the pandemic. He's welcoming the government's approach. We've spent a lot of money on uh, on trying to sort of you know keep things going. And of course, all of their current support schemes are coming to an end. So that the prospect of, of, a, of a lockdown is, is really not something we want to contemplate at all. Well, Dr Jack and Tudor were both on the lowdown on our Facebook Live last night. And this evening, they're going to be chatting about the COVID vaccine for 12 to 15 year olds. It's now been given the go ahead. Parents should be getting letters about it next week. We'd like to know what you think you can get involved during the programme by posting a comment. It's on our Facebook Live from six. The Kent Online Podcast with Blue Butterfly, Earl Street Maidstone. A man who was able to get out of Kabul before it fell to the Taliban says he's been overwhelmed by the warmth he's received from people in Canterbury. Syed Hashemi and his family managed to leave on a flight to Britain as part of the government's evacuation programme. The lawyer, his wife and three children have been staying at a hotel in the city but have now been told they're being moved to Scotland. We walked out to the town and to the city uh, with my kids, you know, of course, uh, we found out that people are so friendly, people are so nice. So some families, some, you know, randomly, you know, they jumped in on our way. They offered cookies, they offered food, they offered drinks, and, you know, we immediately become friends, you know. They're starting, uh, immediately started us, uh, you know, started inviting us to their house, you know, offered us food, you know. They started, you know, their kids started playing with our kids, and it was we become friends. And that was that was really something that we we feel that we are not in a in a, in a strange place with a strange people. And we we found ourselves among a lot of very good people, very friendly people, very nice people. So we become very good friends. Now, when I'm told to leave Canterbury, that we're moving out to. Scotland next day, so I feel that I'm leaving another home 
like I'm leaving a lot of friends behind that I and I left a lot of families and friends back home in Afghanistan. So it's a little bit sad for me that I'm leaving friends here in Canterbury. So it's a, it's a mixture of you know uh, feeling sad and uh, leaving Canterbury and a lot of good friends. Even they came here to say goodbye to us. So it, it's it's a kind of you know. We believed in humanity. It doesn't matter where you come from, which land you belong to, which religion you belong to. There are uh, very good people. There are very nice people out there. You just need to get connected and go see them. Over the weekend, the Taliban's iconic white flag was raised over the Afghan presidential palace to mark the start of the new government's work. Southern Waters paying £100,000 to Thanet Council after sewage leaked into the sea following a storm. A pumping station was struck by lightning in June and people were warned to stay out of the water in Margate and Broadstairs. The company has agreed to pay compensation to make up for the loss of business. An environmental campaigner from Canterbury says he's prepared to die in a ditch to protect a tiny snail living on land where a £30 million bypass is due to be built. The road is designed to ease congestion in part of the city where a new housing estate has been given the go-ahead and building work is due to start in autumn 2023. Biff Whipster says the tiny snail lives in reeds where the Sturry Relief Road will go and the scheme should be scrapped. We've asked the County Council for a response. Kent Online reports. It's emerged £320,000 worth of tomatoes, peppers and cucumbers have been thrown away by a grower in Kent because they didn't have enough pickers this harvest. Planet Earth is the largest greenhouse complex in the country and produces around 400 million tomatoes, 30 million cucumbers and 24 million peppers each year. With the issues they've had have been raised in the Commons today by local MP Sir Roger Gale. This is his exchange with Boris Johnson during Prime Minister's questions. On this back British farming day, we're at harvest time. And Mr Speaker, all is not safely gathered in. In three weeks, Thanet Earth in my constituency, one of the largest glasshouse companies in the country, growing tomatoes, has had to trash £320,000 worth of produce because of no pickers and no drivers. Because of a lack of labour force, the crops are rotting in the fields and on our trees. Mr Speaker, will my right honourable friend seek to introduce immediately a Covid recovery visa so that this year's crops are not lost. I, I, I thank my, my right honourable friend and he's, he's absolutely right in what he says about the importance of uh, buying British and eating British. Uh, our, our, food is the, our food is the best in the, in the world. Uh, he's right also to address the problems in the supply chain that we're currently seeing. Uh, but we are uh, taking steps, and of course, uh, this, is a, this has been a problem for, for, for a long time. But what we have, what we have, is the seasonal agriculture workers scheme, uh, which we will use to ensure uh, that British farms uh, get the uh, the labour that they need, Mr. Speaker. 
A craft beer firm is hoping to open a microbrewery and tap room at a former trampoline centre in Canterbury. Margate-based Flock has unveiled plans to convert the site on the Windcheap Industrial Estate. They plan to start producing 80 barrels or 12,800 litres a month and supply local pubs, off-licences and restaurants. And the Scout Association have confirmed they'll be launching seven new squirrel groups in Kent. They'll be for children aged four and five in Medway, Horton, Kirby and North Fleet. It's part of efforts to help youngsters recover from the impacts of the pandemic. Kent Online Sport. Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp has described Kent tennis star Emma Raducanu as the talent of the century. The 18-year-old from Bromley has also spoken to Boris Johnson, who congratulated her for winning the US Open. Sports physician Dr AJ Seth works closely with her and says she needs to remain in control of her career despite her newfound fame. You've got all these influences, whether it's people, pressure, press, um, but the ability to take a step back and be your own CEO and decide what's important for you and your tennis career is the single most uh, you know, useful tool to have. And in football, the Gillingham chairman's revealed his own family have stopped going to games because of the chance from fans calling for him to stand down. Paul Scally says he's also faced abuse on social media following the side's poor start to their League One campaign this season. He says comments have overstepped the mark and he plans to take action. With the Jills play again on Saturday, they'll be taking on MK Dons at Priest field well, that's all from us for today thanks ever so much for listening don't forget you can follow us on facebook twitter and instagram plus you can subscribe to the im news app that will give you access to all km group newspapers just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe news you can trust this is the kent online podcast this podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone. BlueButterfly.co.uk.